Welcome to the Stop Over Drinking and Start Living podcast, where high-achieving, goal-oriented rebel women come to learn how to live a vibrant and fulfilling life without requiring alcohol to get through it. No labels, no judgments, no saying you'll never drink again, just real proven methods to help you stop rebelling against yourself with alcohol so you can drink less and do more. I'm your host, Angela Masenik. Let's dig in. Welcome to episode 164. Improving your relationships begins with improving you. Hello, hello, hello. How are you all? Well, yesterday was Valentine's Day and I have been thinking about love like one does (laughs) on February 14th. And for me, Valentine's Day has evolved more and more as I age and been doing this work. It's more about self-love and learning how to love yourself in which attracts bigger love externally from romantic partners, friendships, relatives, kids, colleagues, all that. So today's podcast is really in response to me sharing on social media and on my email list um, how to always guarantee that you feel loved. And that starts with you. And so many times I see people waiting for somebody else to do something so that they feel loved or appreciated. And I just want to remind you all before I dig into the topic this week is that that's always available for you whenever you want it. So love is a feeling. It's a vibration that we get to experience inside of us. And that feeling of love is generated by how we think. And of course, our thoughts are our own and external things like what people do or say or what they don't do or don't say creates us to have thoughts, okay? And those thoughts create our emotions. And if you think that you need to be partnered or your kids need to do certain things for you to feel loved, I just want to tell you that you're wrong. You get to feel love by how you think about yourself. And even if you don't have a romantic partner, even if you are estranged from your family, you still have an opportunity to feel that juicy, warm, warm, loving feeling that all humans have the ability to have by thinking something amazing about yourself, by treating yourself with respect, by honoring your own body and your own mind, um, with supportive behaviors and actions. And you all deserve that. You all deserve to feel that loving, warm feeling inside of you. And that's exactly what I help my clients do. It always starts with us. It's it, We are the solutions to all of the problems. And so today's podcast is about the relationship with yourself and improving that relationship will help you have the best relationships of your life. So when I am reviewing my relationships in my life with my friends, my kids, my husbands, colleagues, clients, my in-laws, neighbors, the general public, you know, like relationships I have with, you know, short relationships I have with a cashier at the grocery store or people driving next to me or buying a car or people that I run past outside. There's a brief relationship that you all have with these people that you interact with on a day-to-day basis. And we all have thoughts about these people, whether we're conscious of them or not, right? 
And in the past, I used to let these relationships in my, you know, the bigger relationships in my life, like with my husband or my kids or my parents or my colleagues, I used to let these relationships cause so much angst in my life. So I thought my colleagues caused me to feel unappreciative or unappreciated. And my husband made me feel unsupported and my kids caused me anxiety. And it wasn't until I got to know myself and healed that relationship I had with myself that my external relationships improved. And once I understood my own feelings and how they were generated, which is always by how we think, and saw what I normally did when I felt this way, I studied myself and observed myself when I felt anger and frustration and anxiety and fear and overwhelm, and what I did when I had these rush of emotions. And often when I felt those ways, that way, I would close myself off from other people. Okay. I would like physically remove myself from them, avoid them, or I might get really quiet or I would give brief, short responses to things like kind of snippy or snappy or just like ignore them sometimes. And sometimes I would get so infuriated. I would scream and yell and slam things and sometimes even throw stuff. And sometimes I would leave the room or, or the building or the event. Um, sometimes I would drink and eat. Sometimes I would act out and create other problems or excess drama as a way to express how I was feeling. When I was sad, I retreated. When I was happy or excited, I would reach out and rally people to come and celebrate with me. Or I would share outwardly some exciting news and I would be more communicative. Sometimes I would do all of this and drink. And my patterns became pretty apparent. And this process of me getting to know myself, this is, this is what I did when I first stopped, drink, stopped over drinking and used life coaching to figure this out. This process of me getting to know myself and being conscious of how I was behaving gave me a whole lot of insight into other people. And I was able to learn empathy and understanding for them. So now if I observe someone getting really upset in a meeting or my husband shutting himself off and going inward and avoiding the family or the kids screaming or yelling, I know it's because it's how they're feeling, right? And because I intimately know what those feelings feel like because I stopped avoiding them and buffering them away with food and alcohol and I learned how to be with them and not judge them, I can more easily drop into empathy for them instead of then being reactive to them and how they're feeling, right? With, by my own feelings. So in the past, if they got upset, then that would trigger me to be upset and to act out. Okay. So for example, in the past if my husband would retreat or go inward or avoid, I would make that mean he wasn't supportive of the family or didn't want to spend time with us, or he was only thinking about himself, right? These, this is what I told myself in my head. And then I'd say kind of shitty things to him about it, like assuming the wrong thing about him. And then that would cause an even bigger separation from each other, right? So the same thing would happen at work. I would observe others who were not behaving, in quotes, like I thought they should. And I'd tell myself a big old story about it. And that story was often sometimes, like oftentimes the variation of this. They don't acknowledge me. They are selfish. They are only focused on money. They don't know how to praise people. They are taking advantage of me. I deserve better. They suck. There's some variation pretty much (laughs) of that story all the time. And 
This would come up in my head when someone might be acting cold or didn't engage with any conversation at the coffee pot or didn't go out of their way to acknowledge a big win I had, or they might give me feedback that I didn't like. Some variation of that story would come in. I had zero understanding for what might prompt the other person to act the way they were acting. Zero understanding because I didn't know about feelings. I didn't know about human behavior, right? I certainly didn't know myself. Now, because I'm constantly working on the relationship I have with myself and I see how I do things in response to how I'm feeling, it helps me have a better relationship with other people. Now, I don't cause unnecessary rifts most of the time, or I'm not saying I'm perfect, but for for the most part, I'm not intentionally doing that, right? I'm not causing more problems out of nothing or more separation when I notice someone retreating inwards, for example. Now I can sense they're feeling some emotions that might be driving that behavior. And I just simply remember that their feelings are their own, just like mine are. Their feelings generally don't have a lot to do with me. And even if they did, I understand what it feels like to be at the effect of my negative feelings. So I drop into compassion and understanding and empathy and love for that other person. Now, when I notice behavior, I don't automatically react to it. I give them some space. Maybe I'll ask them some questions to see how they're feeling. Or if it is just like a stranger that you're interacting with it with at the store and I see they're just kind of having a shit day or they're not really being their best, right? I'm not judging them. I'm just allowing them to be, right? And just seeing this, um, let things settle a bit, right? It just gives me some space and it's a reminder that what they're doing doesn't necessarily mean I need to respond to it immediately. So now with kids (laughs) or dangerous situations, it's different, right? But most interactions that we have with other people aren't an emergency. Because I have learned how to allow my own feelings and not seeing them as a problem, I have gotten to know myself really well. I'm able to get to know other people better and have more tolerance for them and their feelings. It's a much calmer, more loving place to be. But all of that is nearly impossible unless you commit to getting to know yourself first. Humans are mostly predictable when we are in the flow of our feelings, okay? Most of us act the same way when we're angry or sad or hurt or anxious or happy or joyful and excited, right? Or or grieving. And when you start to see these patterns in yourself first, you'll be able to see them in other people and not be so quick to judge or assume the worst. I have the best relationships I've ever had in my life right now, right now. It's so amazing. I never, ever knew having relationships like I have now were possible. No idea. It was never modeled to me. I have deep interesting, authentic conversations with people from all over the world, all of the time. My friends have grown since I've done this work. I, I have different types of friends, right? Before, my friends just consisted of people who like to drink and have very similar interests as me, okay? Now I have friends who drink and don't drink and who are active and not active and have different religious backgrounds and beliefs and live, live in different countries, different family lifestyles, older, some younger. It is such an enriching experience to have these types of relationships. And 
the relationships aren't always amazing. Like they're not always like, oh my gosh, you're like the best and everything that we say to each other is like a hell yeah. What I mean, it's everything in these relationships. I know how to navigate difficult conversations with friends, even when it feels hard, even when I'm worried about what they're going to think. I show up authentically in this relationship and we figure things out. We problem solve together. You know, I, I attract people that are open to talking about difficult things, um, and navigating these things together instead of just saying, no, you don't get me and I'm out. Right. So it's not all, I'm not saying it's all like rainbows and butterflies. They're just real. And I've learned how to navigate more difficult relationships and coming out on the other side of that, um, with more love, more understanding, more compassion. Okay. My, my have closer connections to colleagues. I, my relationships with my kids are real and authentic. My husband and I grow closer every single day. My clients and people that listen to this podcast, you all, the people I pass on the street running, the people at the grocery store, my favorite coffee shop, I connect with them. I see them for their humanness and I try not to judge. Yesterday, I was just talking to a customer service person on the phone and this poor guy, he was obviously brand new to the job and he was using an automated computer system to sort of help me and him move through this transaction. And it was taking forever. He even had to hang up and call me back. Like it took a couple hours and I felt his embarrassment and pain for how long it was taking. He kept apologizing and I told him it was okay. Yes, I would have preferred to take about a quarter of the time, <laughs> but by me seeing him and understanding him, it made both of our experiences better. He didn't need me to get upset or frustrated, right? He needed me to be patient. And I swear if I hadn't worked on myself and learned how to navigate my own embarrassment and people pleasing tendencies, I would have likely told him it was unacceptable and asked to speak to his supervisor. And I actually even considered that when I was on the phone with him. I almost wanted to be like, listen, man, can you put me on somebody who's done this before? You know, I don't have time for this, but I didn't. I allowed myself to be uncomfortable. I worked through that. I had nothing else to do. I had a pretty big space in my day that I did have the time for this. And I'm so glad that I did that for him because he probably learned so much too. And, and to be on the other line with a human that didn't push him right? And allowed his fumbling around in his difficulty, right? So, you know, that, that helped him. It helped me. And if I had in the past not done this work on myself, not done coaching, all of that, I would have showed up this like overprivileged bitch on the other end of the phone and then likely would have gotten off the phone and made even more drama about it, bitching about it to my husband or anybody who would listen, marched off into the kitchen, poured a glass of wine because the whole thing would have been so ridiculous, right? And then I would have numbed myself from that. So if you have noticed that you have you have more difficult relationships or find dealing with people in general difficult and you always feel let down, the first step in improving that is learning more about yourself, understanding how you think and feel and observing what you do when you feel that way will help you understand the people more. It takes time and conscious work to do this, but I promise you, not only will the relationship with yourself improved, 
Like you'll follow through on what you say you will do for yourself. You'll drink less. You will learn how to interrupt those automatic behaviors and start to trust yourself more. You'll find that grace and acceptance with other people and your life will blossom right before your eyes. I am so, so thankful I decided to figure out the overdrinking thing. Literally, that was the catalyst to all of this. Remember, it's really not about the alcohol. It's about what's happening internally in your mind and with your emotions that drives the act of drinking. Working on trusting yourself, honoring yourself, not judging yourself. Allowing yourself to process uncomfortable feelings without numbing them is the first step to permanently solving the overdrinking. And the bonus of this work is that your external relationships will also improve. Coaching on relationships is like next to over drinking inside my coaching program is the most popular topic. How to manage difficult conversations, how to, you know, improve your relationship with your colleagues, how to, you know, improve the relationship with your spouse, or your loved ones, or your kids. We coach on that all the time. So I'm inviting you again to get your applications in and join me and stop over drinking and start living. Work on the relationship with yourself. Stop the negative self-talk that you have about yourself. Learn to love yourself more, accept yourself, and that will that will umbrella out into the rest of your life, into the other relationships that you have. So click the link in the show notes, watch the three videos, and get those applications in, my friends. I love you all so much. I hope you have a beautiful week. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.